Blog Talk Radio. Greetings, everybody. As always, we'd like to give you all a warm, warm welcome to today's show. I'm your host, of course, Faith, and you are hanging out live with us on Her Story 2. Welcome, everybody. I see you all. As always, I'm glad that you guys are hanging out with us live on today's show. We're always looking forward to taking your calls, as always. So I'll go ahead and give you the call-in number, which is 515-602-9735. That is the number to call. And remember that if you dial in from outside the U.S., then you need to dial the U.S. country code and then dial 515-602-9735. Okay, everybody, I hope you're having a great day so far. Some of you all, I hope you had a great day um, in some countries. I know some of our listeners are winding up their day, um, especially in Africa. It's, it's getting into, what, is it almost 9 p.m.? Yeah. So anyway, I hope you guys had a fantastic week and are having a great um, evening or morning or day. Um, today, we have a special ghost, uh, a special guest. And... Um, our guest today is um, Tech for Her Africa founder, Elizabeth Olorunlenke, um, who is going to be joining us. And um, we're going to be discussing um, STEAM for girls and why it's important. And um, STEAM is S-T-E-E-M. Yes. Um, yep. Some of y'all, you know, may be having projects or working on projects that work in the area of STEM. Um, that's also part of the discussion today. So join us. Um, you know what? Get your pens and pads, whatever floats your boat, you know how we do, and get ready for today's show. Yeah. Um, for those of you who are new to Blog Talk Radio or who are new to our show, if you would like to join our family and friends in the chat, all you got to do is come on over to www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash her story two and that is T-O-O and then simply click on the link that says sign up and that should get you right in yeah so once again you are live on her story two and you're hanging out with Faith soon hanging out with Faith and our special guest Elizabeth Olorun Lecky okay y'all 
So um, let's do what we do on every show, y'all. We have to get that energy up, right? We're going to go into our welcome party. Yes, that's what we're going to do. And um, get ready. (laughs) Y'all know how we do. It's been long, I know, right? Welcome to all our guests. I see you all. Um, Welcome, Tracy. Welcome, Jack. Hi, Jack. Um, Welcome, Judy. Welcome, Maria. Welcome, Christina. Welcome, welcome, everybody. Hey, Mia, the gate. I have one say lange nicht gesehen, die Gates. Ja. Und wo ist Christina? Ihr seid Zwillingen. Okay. Anyway, welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, everybody. Um, we're going to go into a welcome party. And, um, and uh, let me play you all some cool stuff. Stuff, y'all. We gonna it's gonna um, it's gonna be. Yep, I think let's go with let's go with my girl Whitney. Yes, let's go with my girl Whitney. How about that? Okay, y'all. This is our welcome party. Get down, have fun, shake a leg. You know, do whatever floats your boat. It's also your cue to grab that water, your smoothies, your juices, your beers, your wines, your cocktails, your coffees, your teas, whatever floats your boat. But remember, y'all, don't get too caught up. Remember to come back. Okay, y'all? Okay, let's do this. And when we come right back, we'll dive right into today's share. Okay, let's go. Thank you. 
right. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. <laughs> I know, right? Whitney, you can never go wrong with Whitney. Come on now. Whitney is just that. She is Whitney. <laughs> I know, right? Yes, it was um, originally um, Shaka Khan's song, I believe. Yeah. But, you know, I love Shaka Khan as well. I think Shaka Khan is just awesome. Yeah. But I think when they, they, did, a, they did a duo, when Whitney redid this song, I think Shaka Khan, you know, they did it together. Yeah, they were like, they had this sister thing going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's super cool. I know, right? Yeah. I'm every woman. <laughs> I know, right? Okay, Christina, go for it. Um, anyway, y'all, welcome back. Welcome back. For those of you just joining us, welcome. You are live on Her Story too. Um, I want to remind you all, for those of you who, you know, sometimes join the show late or, you know, you come in when we're heading out, I want to remind you that all of the shows, as well as today's show, are available for you 24-7. So you can actually go back and download, 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 and listen to all the shows anytime you want. It downloads as an MP3. So if you have it on your phone, you know, pick your favorite shows, favorite topics, we cover different topics, different areas. So go ahead, download, download, download. Pick whatever floats your boat. And um, you can play it also when you're offline. Yeah, definitely you have some entertainment for those long flights, uh, you know, or those long train waits, right? So go for that. Yes, yeah, so welcome, welcome, everybody. Um, call us on the line. Welcome, welcome, welcome. All our block numbers as well. Welcome. <laughs> Um, yeah, I want to remind you as well that, you know, you need to push one on your keypad if you want to join in the conversation. That is my cue. You know, that's how I know that you want to jump in. Yeah. So, um, yes, we're going to do the shout out. And today we're giving a big shout out to the U.S. <laughs> Y'all come first. <laughs> big shout out to all our listeners in the U.S. Y'all be showing us mud love. I don't know whether, because, I don't know, is it because Blog Talk is based in the U.S.? Y'all have just been patriotic, <laughs> doing your patriotic duty. Because y'all be showing us some mud love. And a big shout out to Blog Talk as well, you know, for, you know, allowing us um, to have such a cool platform. Yeah. Um, anyway, let's go on with the shout outs. Um, we also want to give a big shout out to Canada and Mexico as well. And, and who else is up there? Oh, yeah, we have Peru and Brazil as well. Big shout out to you all. Thank you, thank you for all your support. Um, let's come back to Europe. Um, we want to give a big shout out to all of our listeners in Sweden, all of our listeners in France, all of our listeners in Spain, in Germany, um, in Denmark, of course, home base, in Norway, um, and all of our listeners as well in Russia. Yeah, I hope I haven't left anyone out. I'm just looking here. Um, okay, I don't think I have. Um, yeah, let's go to, where should we go now? Should we we'll go to Africa and give a big shout out to all of our listeners in Kenya, in Ghana. Ghana, I always have to say Ghana service mud love. And all our listeners in Mali and Ivory Coast. Yeah, as well as, oh yeah, Nigeria. And our special guest today is actually from Nigeria. So there you have it. Um, um, also, we forgot the Middle East. Should we go to the Middle East or Asia? Or we'll just, I'll just read, I'll just go give the shout out as I see them. Um, I also want to give a big shout out to our listeners in Malaysia, in India, and Indonesia is another one that shows us mud, mud love. Big up and big shout out to all of our listeners in Indonesia. We appreciate you. You all are just amazing. Um, yeah, we also want to give a big shout out to all of our listeners in the Philippines, in Australia, 
in Iran, Saudi Arabia, did I say Peru? I think I said Peru, in Barbados and Jamaica, in Italy as well. Oh, my bad. I just saw that. And of course, I said Russia as well, right? Um, I think I haven't left anybody, have I? Um, give me a minute. I don't want to leave anybody out. In the UK, how dare I? Oh, my goodness. Big shout out to all our listeners in the UK. Um, we also have listeners in Cambodia. Oh, yeah. Yep. So there we have it. Those are all our shout outs. Thank you, everybody. We absolutely love you. Thank you for all your support. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all your messages. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for your suggestions for topics. I know you're all about this. You all really are about this work. You all really want to change the world. And, and I love it, you know, that you all actually get it. You don't have to be, you know, you know, uh, you know, you don't have to have a battalion of a million people. You can just do something by yourself. Yeah, it starts with you. So we appreciate you all for all the steps you take. You know, some of you will be doing really good things and cool stuff with your children, you know, educating them about certain topics, you know, creating awareness through them and their friends and, and seeing how, how they progress and develop and become advocates for, uh, you know, for like I like to call for the global goals. Yeah. So anyway, there we have it. Um, today's topic, uh, we're going to be discussing um, STEM. Um, we're going to be focused a little bit more leaning towards Africa and African women and development on the continent with regards to technology. And we're going to be talking with none other than our Tech for Her Africa founder, Elizabeth Olorun Leke. And um, she is a Google certified um, digital business manager and um, Microsoft partner and founder of Inspiriousoft.com. Um, she has a Bachelor um, of Science in Computer Science and Engineering, and she has worked with the Commonwealth Initiative Deed uh, Foundation, which is a nonprofit dedicated to empowering leaders in African countries. She was nominated as delegate at the Nigerian Centennial Celebration in the UK. That's just a little bit about her. But when, as soon as we get her on the show, you know, we'll just chat it up with her, talk a little bit about her background a little bit more, talk a little bit about her organization and the work they do in, in Africa specifically in Nigeria. I like to be specific because some of y'all still think that Africa is a country because it tends to be referred, when people talk about Africa, they always say, yeah, you know, in the U.S., maybe in Italy or, you know, in Canada, and, you know, in India and Africa, you know. So you tend to, I don't blame you all for thinking Africa is a country, but it's not a continent. And, um, and um, our guest today is from Nigeria. So before we even dive into today's topic of discussion. I'm going to share with you a very interesting discussion. It is a TEDx discussion, a presentation actually, by a really incredible woman called Ronnie Ellington, I believe. Yeah, Ronnie Ellington. And she, um, she actually talks about the future of STEM. Okay. And, and it's really incredible how she has been able to, um, you know, break down what some may like to call a complex topic into something very, very simple, which, you know, I think is quite a talent in itself, you know, and um, we're going to listen to this presentation. It's not long, y'all. Be patient. It's very short, actually. Um, and, um, and I think it will kind of put everything in a nutshell, but we can at least, at least get a little bit of a gist and a little the gist of why STEM is important, why women in tech are important. Um, why many women don't get involved, 
And um, what I really like about this presentation is she talks about an she shares with the with the list with the audience about an inclusive how an inclusive framework for STEM education can actually transform you know you know the industry you know the field the STEM fields or STEM areas. And um, she covers um, areas such as student identity and agency. She talks about teachers, you know, teachers and professionals, development and empowerment. She talks about utilizing community and social and cultural capital. She talks about innovative school practices. Um, and, and, and the discussion is quite interesting because it is very, sim she simplifies ways that you can go and apply, you know, you know, what she's sharing tomorrow, especially if you're a teacher, you know, community organizer, outreach worker, if you work at a club, any position you have, you know, she just gives you some of the tools that can help you to get women, more women in STEM. And she also gives a little bit, you know, a little bit of an, you know, of an introduction into why STEM is important, why should we pursue this, and, um, and, um, and what the future of STEM, you know, education should look like. Okay, y'all? I'm going to play this for you all, and when we come back, we'll keep it pushing. Okay, let's go. Y'all know how we do, right? Let me know if you can hear, because you know I'm playing it from YouTube. So make sure y'all go and give her, you know, show her some love on YouTube. It's, a, it's Ronnie Ellington, and this discussion was part of a TEDx, um, TEDx, I think, TEDx Baltimore. That's what I'm playing right now. Okay, y'all? So, um, yes, 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 Christina. Um, it can be intimidating to pursue careers in STEM when you're actually in the field, you mean? Because I know you work in STEM. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I can't see you, but hello. Yeah, I know you work in STEM. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's wait for um, our guest and, you know. Um, she'll be able to answer and, you know, share some insights with us because there is before you get in and then there is after you get in, you know. And that, too, uh, can be quite challenging before you get into STEM, you know, and then when you're in STEM, right? Yeah. Okay. Let's go ahead and listen to Ronnie Ellington, y'all. This is TEDx uh, Baltimore. Okay. We'll be right back. I can't see you, but hello. This is called an angry black woman's rant on the future of STEM education for a reason. So bear with me. First of all, okay, first of all, I just want to thank TEDx for feeling that I had some idea worth spreading. And uh, when I was preparing for my talk, and those who know me know I get really passionate about what I say, Someone asked me, have you ever been told you're an angry black woman? I said, I don't think so. Don't I look nice up there? I have my bun and I'm, I don't look angry. So I really sat and I thought about, well, that's a perception people have of us. Those of us who make it despite the odds, sometimes we come off a little angry. So I just want you to humor me. If you hear that, just forgive me. So I want to put that up front. Um, I'm not angry. I'm just passionate. And when you hear my story, you'll see why what I'm talking about really matters to me. Okay, I want to tell my story a little bit. They say, tell your story. So I'm going to tell my story. I grew up in Washington, D.C., a very urban area at the time. And throughout my school career, 
I was placed in what you would call low-track classes. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Low-track classes. And when I got to the seventh grade, it was, it was considered junior high at the time, and they ranked your class based on your grades or sections or whatever, and I was in seven-six. Now, there were only seven sections, which meant my section was the one below the last. Now, this is critical because something happened in that class. Someone realized she shouldn't be here. She actually has some talent, so we want to move her on up to the east side, which was 8-1. Now, when I went to 8-1, I had access to a different kind of education than I did in 7-6. Particularly the STEM education I received, the math teacher that I had, we did very rigorous mathematics. Now I was fascinated at the idea of expanding a Pascal triangle at a as a 13-year-old. And I actually figured it out and I understood it and my teacher said to me, she said, Ellington, you're a genius. Now, I don't know if I really was a genius, but something about what she said and something about what I had access to changed the game for me. I started to see myself differently just by having an opportunity to engage in rigorous STEM education. Now let's fast forward my story. That's me. So <laughs> I graduated ninth grade. I was the third top student in my class. Fast forward, I went to a regular high school, Spingarn. Anybody from D.C. know what I'm talking about? Um, I went to Spingarn Senior High School. There, my father advocated that I took a calculus class that didn't exist. So one of the teachers was gracious enough to use their planning period to teach me calculus. Fast forward, I, became, I was the valedictorian of my class, full scholarship to Morgan State University, got a master's in mathematics, and ultimately a Ph.D. in math education. Now, I don't share that with you. Y'all supposed to clap, but I'm not sharing that with you. <laughs> I'm not sharing that to you with you to brag on what I've accomplished. But I share that with you because what I study is intimately connected to my experience as an African-American woman that was happened to be born on the wrong side of the tracks and wasn't predictably to be here. Okay? Now, you say, well, Ronnie, why are you angry? Why are you angry? You, you're doing something, right? Well, what I found once I got to the promised land, once I finished my PhD and I was out there trying to make a difference, what I saw was very few people that looked like me who had the experiences that I had. And they, when I talked to people about transforming STEM education, most of them could not relate to the experiences of a little black girl that grew up in the basement who is now here. Now, I say that with humility, but there's something about having people of diverse backgrounds at the table that actually makes the difference. I also was curious, why was I considered special? People would say, wow, you have an English accent. You do math, really? <laughs> and I said, well, what are you talking about? You went from D.C., Spingarn? So I was trying to figure out, well, why am I special? And what I realized is that there was a perception of STEM disciplines, that they were hard, and that only the special could make it. And it became my life's work, even though I'm young. Y'all supposed to say, oh, her life's work? Um, <laughs> it became my life's work to answer this question. What factors impact marginalized, and I use marginalized as code word for poor, brown, red, black, 
urban, whatever you want to call it, but those of us who normally are not in these disciplines, to persist and succeed in these disciplines and careers. That became the question that drove much of my work up to this point. So my research considered, I first started my dissertation, I looked at the experiences of students who did well in math, as math majors, and they gave me some interesting insights on the things that they felt made the difference. Also, I looked at not just school practices, but also sociocultural practices that shape student success in math and STEM disciplines. My most recent work is on interdisciplinary and transdisciplinary learning experiences, because we believe that if you're solving a real STEM problem, you cannot do it in a silo. You must understand cross-disciplinary applications of ideas. So, like Ronnie, so what? Well, what I came up with was what I call an inclusive framework for STEM education. Now, what these students taught me was that a lot of things were happening in their lives that had them become STEM majors, do well, et cetera, but I think these things should be made explicit when we're teaching. Like, it shouldn't just be an ad hoc thing. We should be deliberate about these different factors. The first one, and the most important one, is that as STEM folks, anybody out there who does STEM work, know we are so focused on content. Sometimes we lose the people for the content. I tell people I don't teach math, I teach students mathematics. The key is students. So when we're talking about transforming STEM education, we first have to think about how do our practices support STEM identity and agency? How do we empower students to pursue hard subjects, even when things get rough. So there's some ideas I have about that. The next piece is one of my favorite pieces. I think teachers are the saviors of the world. And I don't necessarily think they're treated that way. <laughs> I believe that in order for us to have a transformative model of STEM education, teachers need to be more than content experts. They must be what I call agents of change. They must see themselves as viable vehicles for students' lives to change. And we must train them on what that takes. They are more than people that know math and science. They are people that will change lives. Okay? The next piece is, one of my other favorites, is utilizing community, social, and cultural capital. What I found in my research is that when people go into so-called impoverished, marginalized neighborhoods, they feel as if they're giving them capital versus utilizing the capital that already exists. So we have to be deliberate about saying, okay, these communities have something to contribute to our students' progression through the STEM pipeline. And I think we should be diligent about finding out what that is and utilizing it. And then the last piece, which I also value, is innovative school-based practices. And you've heard some of those here the robotics, the real-world applications, having students have access to internships. We need to think outside the book and start thinking about what are the kinds of practices and programs and curricula that really do foster the rest of these. Because of time, I just talked about identity. I would argue if people don't see themselves as STEM learners, they won't do it, no matter how good the curriculum is. So we need to say, well, how are we going to create a curriculum that changes the way a kid sees themselves, as Ms. Mitchell did for me? 
The next piece is I think we need to start thinking more about transformation and not change, meaning we need to really step outside the box and think about what is some of the things that will move our students forward. And it, gotta be, it has to be deliberate. This is, teachers love you, need to see themselves as people who make the difference. Not just teachers, administrators, et cetera, and we need to ongoingly provide them the support they need to be those agents. And again, there are role models in the community, some of them we've seen tonight, that really can be used to support our efforts in schools. We need to break down these barriers that school is here and community is here. We are one in trying to move students through the pipeline. So you ask, Ronnie, why STEM? Why not English? Psychology, those are great disciplines, but there's something about the new the STEM innovations that will actually open doors for students that I believe need to be open for all students, not just the ones who came from the right side of the tracks. And as I close, I wanna, it's ironic, my mother passed away in 1997, the year I got my degree, my MA degree, and she passed away, and today is her birthday. I just, yeah, clap for my mama. Today is her birthday, and uh, I don't want to choke up because I'm, you know, I got makeup and things, but <laughs> I really want to just acknowledge her publicly because it was her, even though she didn't have an education, she provided a context for me to have one. So I just want to just honor her for a minute to say, you know what? You did good, Ma. So, thank you. Thanks for giving this one angry black woman an opportunity to say her piece. It's really not anger. It really is. And when I see that table that I showed you, I want to see all kinds of people with all kinds of backgrounds being the innovators for tomorrow. Thank you.
right, welcome back. Yes, that was Ronnie Ellington, y'all. <laughs> I know Sam is just one of those things that a lot of women, I mean, I like the way she put it when she talked about the role of the teachers and um, what she was saying about, um, you know, that you have to change the way, you know, the way you present the idea of STEM to students. Because if you don't present in a way that they, where they can see themselves as, you know, taking up a class in STEM or pursuing something in STEM, then it defeats the purpose because they might not want to engage. And that's actually we've seen as it, it, it is a real problem, I have to say, because like in our girls, some of our girls in, in, in Kenya, when, when you just say STEM, you talk about engineering, they like the idea of being an engineer. They like the idea of being a scientist. But they don't like the idea of doing the, the, what they like to call, in quotes, the hard stuff, you know, math and all this stuff. Although I have to give a big shout out to all our Kenyan girls this year. Um, um, they just did the KCP this year. You know, every year, of course, you know, students have what we call the Kenya Certificate of Primary Education. And then, of course, we'll have the high school one, which is Kenya Certificate of Secondary Education. But KCPE this year, the girls have laid. You hear me? I mean, it's raining girls <laughs> everywhere. You know, it's girls, girls everywhere in most schools, top of the class, top of the school, top of the county. And actually, Kenya number one is a girl. And she's such a beautiful name. Um, I'll, I'll just tell you, uh, she's such a beautiful name. And maybe, you know, if we have time, I could even share her story. But she's called Goldaline. Goldaline is a fantastic, I mean, she's done and yes, yeah, you saw the picture. Yes, she's an albino. Yes, she is. Um, she's an albino. Yes, but and that's another thing maybe we should talk about because it has just exposed how the country is so. Is so. I mean, people need to change how we treat other human beings because a lot of people say, "Oh my God, she's an albino and she was top." What does that mean? Why should you even say that? You know. In fact, the fact that she's top means that there's nothing different between her and me other than her, her skin pigmentation. We have to move past all these Crayola colors. I'm not an advocate for that. I don't, I don't think that we should look at people differently because they're white, they're black, they're green, they're yellow, they're orange, they're pink, they're whatever. You know? And, and this is some, and even the, the media in Kenya has to also get their self together because they have been presenting you know the news in such a biased way i mean this girl got 455 points that's uh that's an incredible score and and for them not to even put her on the front page you know they put another girl who was of a of a darker shade um, I don't know whether they thought this would represent the country more, but I think if we're talking about merit, if we're saying, you know, Kenyan girls, you know, win, take over, you know, all this, that's all the top, they, they, they can't deny the fact that the girls have played, but I just thought it was a bit unfortunate that they didn't, they're not letting, you know, little Goldaline, you know, shine in her glory. She's worked extremely hard and she's from a community called Kakamega. And um, this girl has worked extremely hard. And her story, um, I'll, I'll share her story with you all. Maybe we'll find time and we'll just, we'll just have a golden day maybe. We'll see if we have time to work t- 
to to do that. If we don't, we'll find a way to you know get her you know sh- you know show her some love out there on social media and all. But you know, but I think this is for the Kenyan media. I know y'all be listening because you know we have Kenyan listeners. Don't do that. Don't make such you know um, ignorant comments. And also fellow Kenyans, don't make those ignorant comments like. I've seen some of your comments are really, really mean. And don't forget, this is a young girl. Okay, she's a young girl. She's a child. So she might really take what you're writing to heart, you know? Some of you may be made from, you have some thick skin, and you may be made from, I don't know, maybe you're, you're from another stock where nothing hurts you, nothing moves you, you're immune to hate speech. But um, please don't apply the same rules to everybody. Goldilene. Um, you are the golden girl this year. You've done fantastic. You've done really, really well. Um, you've excelled. And, and yes, yes, the girls have slayed. And, and one of our national, our newspapers, Christina, they had the guts to put a whole list of the top students and leave out our number one girl, Goldalene. Really? Goldalene Takuya? And that was not a mistake. I mean, they, I don't know if, what excuse they're going to give to that. And they put, Barra, you know, a, a boy's name at the top. You know, that was a bit, you know, a little bit odd. Um, yes, it was a little bit odd, I must say. <laughs> well, let's hope they will fix their, their, you know, the error that they made and, um, you know, correct that. Um, yeah, I really hope that they do that. Yes, absolutely. We really hope that they'll do that. Um, <laughs> y'all, we had the we had the welcome party. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, Christina, go ahead. But, you know, there's certain things that you have to call a spade a spade. I mean, she's topping her clothes, you know. That's, 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 it is what it is. Yeah. 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 But anyway, you all, um, that is why you were seeing all the girls, you know, being carried and people singing songs in their communities and in their schools. Yes, because they top. Um, there was, a, there was, a, there was a, a story where they said that the reason why we had so many girls topping in their counties, in schools across the country, and, and by the way, um, Jack, we're talking about Kenya, um, is because there was an increase of girls, you know, an increase of girls. Yeah, there was an increase of girls. Um, sorry, y'all. There was an increase of girls, um, at, uh, girls attendance. Um, I think by 26,000 um, compared to the previous year. That's a huge number. And I think it's all the advocacy and all the, all the outreach work, you know, all the things, all this work that, you know, our Kenyan women have been doing and, of course, other, you know, other friends and family from abroad have been doing to make sure that, you know, um, the girl child or the girls are not, you know, yeah, are not left behind. Yeah, are not left behind, yeah. But today, y'all, we have, I hear you, Elizabeth. Welcome. Hello, Elizabeth. 
Can you hear us? Yes. Yeah. Well, welcome, 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 welcome. Maybe um, Thank just you. increase your volume a little bit because you sound a bit low. Oh, um, oh okay. Um, yeah. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. Just increase it just a little okay. bit higher. Um, but but we can hear you. Because <laughs> you okay. know, our listeners are super Hi. cool in the chat. Can you hear me thumbs now? up and a thumbs down. <laughs> can you all hear Elizabeth? <laughs> You can. Yes. Can you tell me now? Oh, yes. You oh. all, we are in for a treat. We have a really special guest. For those of you who are just joining us, um, like Elizabeth, I'll really introduce her a little bit. Alia on the show. She is a Google Certified Dig- Digital Business Manager. She's a Microsoft partner and a founder of InspirioSoft.com. But yeah. she's also working on a really amazing project with Katawa Eye, and that is the tech for her project which is a mission to enable women in ICT and STEM to expand economic opportunities for women and girls. That is something that I am really passionate about because I really think that a lot of girls... Um, am I on speakerphone? I'm, I'm not sure. Am I on speakerphone, Elizabeth? Are you on speakerphone? Yeah. No, no. Um, it's okay now. Uh, okay. I hope you can hear me. Uh, yes. Yeah, we can hear you. There was just like um, okay. some background, some feedback. But um, oh. why is it so important to, especially us and most of our, list, of our listeners and other women who work towards economic empowerment and social economic okay. empowerment, is because a lot of the problems that women, uh, you know, and challenges women are faced with, be it human trafficking, gender-based violence, you know, abuse of all sorts, child marriage, and other forms of exploitation, in my view, yeah. from my experience, having worked in some of these fields, is economic empowerment. If these women had the means, if they had money, if they had ways to take care of themselves, then it would actually change their circumstances, you know? Yeah. So that's why I really, this caught my attention because it was tech for her. And um, we want to hear yeah. more about this, this project, Elizabeth, if you don't mind. And, okay. and tell us how we can really get involved. Because before you joined, I played a clip by Ronnie Ellington, who was a TEDx speaker in Baltimore. And she was actually talking about the inclusive framework to STEM education. Okay. And why STEM is important okay. and why STEM is the future. So I guess my yeah. first question would be, why, why STEM? Okay, uh, STEM is very important, like uh, virtually everything um, happening today revolves around um, techno- science and technology. Okay, so, uh, but you notice that uh, most women are not very active in this field because they are not uh, exposed to the subject quite early, so it's very strange to them. Um, like on uh, later on when like people want them to take it up okay so but STEM is very important because um, it forms uh, the foundation of uh, whatever it is technology we're, we're uh, like enjoying today um, talking about uh, say uh, the uh, uh, payment making payment online um, connecting with people you know, then uh, creating solutions for for people's health, and you know, it's some really uh, solution-driven uh, innovation is based on STEM. So we need uh, the input of uh, the innovators, uh, the men innovators, the women, 
um, having a mix of that is just fantastic. I hope you can hear me. Yeah, we can hear you. It's a bit soft, but we can hear you. I can hear you. Thumbs up, y'all, if you can hear her. You can. Okay, oh. that's good. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't Sorry. know. Just, I hope you heard what I said. Yeah, we had what you said. Yeah, I had what you said. Okay. And I totally okay. agree with you. And you are doing something interesting. You've added a twist to the stem, as we know it. Okay. Um, you know, you have steam. You know, we have steam in Kenya with our girls, but our steam is S-E-E-A-M. And we did this one because yes. we realized that we have to address the, the girls because the girls have a yes. different way of embracing the sciences. So we took yes. art because, you know, we didn't want to discourage them from, you know, you know, you, you know just we wanted to accommodate their learning, uh, you know, style yes. and interest. But you have an even interesting twist. So I didn't know about this one. I thought it was so cool. You okay. have steam, S-T-E-E-S. Tell us about yeah. this and how you came up with this, this approach. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, I'm, uh, I'm passionate about women. Okay. So there are like some challenges, uh, like uh, looking at the health, looking, looking at um, entrepreneurship, like business. You have a, um, yes. Yeah, so we just added and he, that, that's like entrepreneurship. So like as a, like a tech, oh. uh, tech nerd, I, I could uh, I could be very entrepreneurial with my uh, with my with what I'm doing. Even as a scientist, that there are ways to be like uh, uh, to be uh, yeah to have that twist of entrepreneurship. So um, it was just it was just adding the entrepreneurship aspect. So that just covers every other thing, you know, uh, you know to to work that out. I hope you heard me. <laughs> Yeah, we can hear you. You just—I don't know whether you need to speak a little bit louder, but we can hear you. Um, so okay. you added the okay. entrepreneurship. Yes, so the E is the entrepreneurship. Yeah. Yes. So because, but um, our yeah. major focus is um, we want them to be able to adapt technology skills to whatever they do. If let's say I'm a stylist, I I, I know how technology applies to what I do. You know, so you don't have to be like a tech nerd, maybe like um, code, you know, to... Um, Are we going to run away yeah. from that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so whatever you are, whatever you want to be in life, you just know how technology enables you, you know, the tools that apply to what you do. Yeah, so that's really what we want to, we want to bring it together using technology. Yeah, and and uh, what are some of the practical steps in getting more women in technology? Okay, we had um, the first uh, one. We had the, like a digital business academy for women. Okay, mm-hmm. we had from like six countries in Africa. There are currently. Oh, is Kenya one of those? Is Kenya one of what? those? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Really, <laughs> when you based in Kenya? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, so we have some women. Are you in Nairobi in Kenya? Sorry, y'all. I know our listeners are like, let her finish. No, y'all, I don't want to forget my train of thought. I want to know where she's based because we want to catch up. (laughs) (laughs) We don't want to be left behind. (laughs) Okay, yeah, sure. We can work something. We can work something out, you know, so. Okay. Are you based in Nairobi? Yes. You're in Nairobi? um, currently in Lagos, Nigeria, Lagos, Nigeria. But you have a branch in Kenya. You have some some projects in Kenya. 
Uh, we have uh, like uh, I would like ambassadors. Um, yeah, we we have a, a project, Digital Business Academy for Women, CBA Women. So we have like ambassadors in like six countries in Africa, like um, Kenya, uh, um, Ghana, South Africa. Then we have mm-hmm. uh, from Zimbabwe. Yeah, then um, uh, Mali. Yes. Yeah, so. Okay. Yeah, we'll follow up on yeah. those. I know y'all. I know, right? Okay. <laughs> As, um, I'm Tracy. <laughs> Welcome, Tracy. Tracy's like, do you have it in the UK? Oh, <laughs> oh, wow. Y'all need to take her easy. I know I started this, but I'm gonna end it now. Let's get her. Let us let her okay. finish. <laughs> Sorry, we'll be crazy here. You know, that's how we do. Um, go on. You were telling oh, us. Okay. You're sharing some practical. Um, okay, yeah. more women in yeah, technology. So, so mm. we we had this, although it was like very strange, like um, they were not really. So, Hello. Like, so sexy. Mm-hmm. Hello. Can you hear me? Okay. You 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 broke off a little bit. Can you hear um, me now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So okay, let me just go to the point. Like um, the digital business academy is meant to teach women. It's meant to equip them with the digital skills they need to apply to whatever they do, either as a stylist, as a specialist, or you're a tech nerd, maybe a uh, programmer or whatever. Okay, so um, then um, we, we realized that uh, they, uh, well, they, uh, it was a few of them that had the interest from start because it, it was looking too much techie for them. You know, so, but um, when we kind of uh, made it, easy for them to see how it connects to what they do you know it's kind of made more sense but recently we are focusing on the um, on the girls realize that an early exposure to steam uh, subjects would uh, make it easier for them to plug into um, the tech space so that's why we started the steam diva the steam diva we reach out to it for like middle school girls Mm-hmm. We have uh, we've adapted content from Microsoft, from Google, um, mm-hmm. so we have some like very interesting science projects um, that uh, they, they they kind of embark on, and it's kind of kind of it's kind of related to the environment because whatever they create actually works. You know, um, it's um, for instance they could create uh, like they create like a, a light project like triggered by a robot. You know, they could use that in their class. So they really see how, you know, <laughs> it, um, science uh, projects actually connect to real-life solutions. Um, so uh, that, that's um, Steam Beaver. Then we also have this um, Girls Play Code project. It's mm-hmm. for girls that are very, um, are very interested in coding. So you learn, like, HTML in one hour. So that's the way mm-hmm. we catch them. We make it very interesting. So within an hour, you could, um, let's say, master Python in one hour. Mm-hmm. So if you want to, like, learn more, within that one hour, we just make sure that it's very interesting. So they want to, like, uh, learn it more. You know, mm-hmm. So um, that, that's what we're doing. So we have the Digital Business Academy. We have the Girls Play Code. We have the Team Diva project. Mm-hmm. I mean, those sound like really amazing projects. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about the STEAM Diva. These are the young girls okay. in primary school. And um, yes. how do you incorporate that? In, I mean, in maybe secondary like school. In, in oh, in secondary, secondary school? school? Not primary. Yes. Okay, yes. so it's a secondary, secondary school. 
how are you able yeah, to so incorporate that make, as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. How do we what? Incorporate what? Incorporate the STEM diva. Do you incorporate it in in their academic or is it like a separate club okay. or is it like an extracurricular? Um, we can't even plug, plug it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we kind of, what we do for now, we want to integrate it, but we're just mm-hmm. very strategic about that. So what we do now is to, um, after the, uh, the, like the school's work for the, for the um, term, we have like mm-hmm. a STEAM Diva boot camp. So we have representatives from each school to come to the school. So these girls have as ambassadors for each school. Mm-hmm. You know, so, uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's the way we operate it for now. Our intention... Go on, your intention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I can hear you. Okay. <laughs> okay, our intention is to be able to install digital labs at the school we operate. So we can have a continuous um, uh, like inspiration for these girls. Yeah. So. Uh, yes. Yeah. I'm not sure whether Nigeria is, is very different to Kenya, but in Kenya, our our okay. students have very long, you know, hours in school. You know, so it leaves okay. very then a lot of homework. You know, and um, okay. so they might be in school till five p.m. You know, four thirty, five p.m. Okay. Yeah, they're early okay. in the morning, and afterwards, okay. they, you know, before they get home, you know, have something to eat. Then they have homework, and then it's another day. Um, it, I find it like it creates a bit of a difficulty to incorporate this within the school framework. I don't know if you have a different experience because that would be an interesting learning curve for us in Kenya because um, we okay. usually, you know, find a difficulty with that. And especially if they're, you know, the last year, like if they were in Form 4, the final year, there is absolutely yeah. no time for yeah. anything but no books, yeah. you know. And even yeah. the teachers will say, no, we're doing this and this study and tuition <laughs> and, you know, it's like saturated, you know, yeah. so... Yeah. I don't know how you have been able to navigate through this window because we would really like to, to maybe, you know, learn from this because that's the challenge we face, you know, trying to okay. also explain to the schools that this is just as important and maybe even more important than okay. you drilling her to cram something in theory, <laughs> you know, yeah. but it's very difficult. But explain, you know, maybe help yeah. us out here. <laughs> okay. Okay. What we do is, um, what we're doing is, for the benefit of the students, the teachers, and the school, mm-hmm. so um, we we actually we also train their teachers because, mm-hmm. for instance, they have they learned some Microsoft to let's say Microsoft One notebook. They're able to like create uh, a note easily um, on Microsoft One note. Then um, so we just make them see um, the benefits and the, the the benefits of what we're doing and. Um, we we don't we don't yet run it in the schools. We just run like a um, a boot camp so that like mm-hmm. after the um, their time. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Oh, did we did we lose you, Elizabeth? Can you hear us? Hello there. Oh, I hope she we didn't we didn't lose her. <laughs> yeah, I think we lost her. Um, she'll call back. 
But yeah, there are some challenges, um, y'all, because um, we have a very different education system in Africa. It's, it's quite, it can be quite stressful sometimes, I think, for the children because they have very long days. And lot and behold, if it's their final day, oh, I think she's back. Hello, Elizabeth. Okay. Yes. Yeah, oh, great. You're she back. Was network. Um, yeah, I yeah. think we lost you. But no Your way. call has been placed on hold. Please wait. <laughs> Hello, can you hear me? Your call has been placed on hold. Please wait. Your call has been placed on hold. Please wait. Your call can has you hear been me placed on hold. Please wait. Okay, Your I'm call. not sure. Hello, Elizabeth, can you hear me? Your call. Hmm. Okay, but yes, it's quite difficult. And I was saying, uh, lot and behold, if you are in your final year, whether it's primary or high school, it's just drilling, you know. And sometimes I don't even think that's healthy, but hey, you know, it's very difficult um, to even do any extracurricular activities. But sometimes we just feel like telling the teachers they need a break, you know, they need a break. Um, Elizabeth, you're back? Yes, I'm back, so yeah, Elizabeth, tell us how okay. you how did how did this come about? Because you have, I mean, I can we can tell a little bit from your background. You know, um, I I didn't share this with you all, but um, she um, she um, has more than five years experience in digital arts. So she's she's a coder as well, <laughs> and she has experience yes. in Java, HTML, CSS, yes. SQL. Yes. I didn't enjoy SQL. I must say that it was not mm, 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 mm. um anyway maybe if i came for your boot camp i would change my mind um oh, project management yeah, right. management <laughs> web design we really need like i don't know we're like children you know you have to you know how to be sure you have to put candy in, in the middle of the table and then they you draw yeah. them to the table then you give them the drawing paper and the crayons you know um um web design she's done all this stuff so I guess I would just like to know um, how were how were you able to put this together to okay. to meet the needs of all these different girls because they're so different, you know. And I don't yeah. know about Nigeria. Maybe I know. I, I, maybe I'm asking two questions now. But um, okay. you know, and this is also here in Europe. It's a, it's a, also a big challenge here in Europe because here in Europe, um, you know, they do coding workshops and to encourage girls to even okay. come and try it out. Yeah. So okay. it's a challenge globally. But what we have seen is, um, I think, in my observation, um, this is my okay. humble observation, y'all. Okay, don't bite my head off. But I think we celebrate <laughs> the socialite and not the okay. brainiac. You know, okay. so some women yeah. have, yeah. have said, yeah. oh, well, you're not, I don't want to name names, but you're not, you know, I don't see you on glam magazine you know <laughs> so why should i yeah. bother you know and and yeah. um yeah. and you know so is that a, is that a, an obstacle that we have to overcome or am i just you know are my observations do they hold no water <laughs> go for it okay i'm okay with that as well that's just my humble observation okay yeah yeah um, you want me to talk now yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, yeah you're, you're very right there. Um, like I said, uh, technology is seen as boring, not interesting. 
the girls think, okay, no, um, there's not so much opportunities there and all that. Okay, like, um, if we have more role models for the girls to aspire to become, I think that, I think would, um, uh, would be having a sort of a, a change or a revolution with that. You know, so um, I think we also, as um, like uh, social enterprises, trying to bridge the gap for these girls, for more girls and women to embrace technology, that we should also have some like perks for them to to trigger the interest, you know, and all that. For instance, what one of what we do is um, we're still working on it. We we tell them that okay, um, for the team diva, some of them that graduate from our boot camp. We kind of get some organizations to support their um, sponsor their university um, um, their university fees if they study uh, <laughs> you know if they study any computer related subject you know then you know, um, some of them yeah <laughs> then maybe some other really exciting you want to come it's right here <laughs> yeah yeah That's you know candy. it kind of like encourages them. <laughs> Yeah, so like um, it's just one of the ways that we are trying to like um, encourage them to take it up. Then they just need to see more role models in, um, for instance, for the guys. Let's say um, the the men in the text is a lot of people to talk about. Even though like um, we all know that um, the woman that was at the Lovelace, the first compiler, was the first um, yeah the translator who, program and all that. Who is that? Program. Who, who is that? You broke up At a little lovely. bit? Was the first... Oh, no. Yeah. Did you all hear what she said? I didn't hear what she said. But, yeah. <laughs> Celebrating the socialite? Of course. Oh, it's the same there <laughs> in Ireland? <laughs> I know. Um. Yeah. Go on, Jack. Go on, Jack. Say it. We're we're okay. Go for it. Oh, you like geeks, right? Jack says he likes geeks. Okay, um, Elizabeth. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm here. I think it's the yeah. network. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Can't stop. Won't stop. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> we'll do this. Okay. Um, okay. You were saying that who was the first? You yeah. said something. Yeah, Ada Lovelace was the first computer programmer. She's a woman. You know, she worked with Charles Babbage. The, the there was this analytical engine, um, yeah, yeah, engine they were working on. So she was able to write a program to get it to um, solve mathematical equations and all that. Then another compiler was um, Grace Hopper. You know, so yeah, um, like this. These are like um, the um, like champions thing, and you're like, okay, where are the women now? <laughs> Why are women not interested? So see, I we haven't even heard of more... that. We've never heard of those women. You see, there's a problem. Really? <laughs> we have a problem. No, yes. we haven't heard of them. And and I think hidden figures shocked a lot of women and people in the world because yes. hello, yes. you went to space because of three black women, really. <laughs> And it was based on a real true story. And then we were, people started even, you know, looking a little bit further. But you tell us about yeah. Bill Gates. We know who he is. You know, you tell us about, yeah. you know, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. we know who he yeah. is. You know, but Don't the women, we yeah. don't know who they are. And we don't, yeah, that's what I'm 
Why is this the case? Why why is why is it like this? I, I think um, we need to build um, support systems around women, and I think the women should do that for themselves. You know, so um, like one of our projects as well, although we're not really focusing on that tonight, it's called Wine on Ills. It's like a social, is the social aspect of uh, of um, of of our project. It's more like um, about women hanging out, you know, attending to the other aspect of of women because we noticed that. There are a lot of issues, you know, um, um, combating women. For instance, um, um, the the health issues. For instance, the social. You know, you don't, you have so um, gender unfriendly work work spaces and all that. Mm-hmm. So, like we need we need um, really we need support systems around women to kind of uh, mentor. You know, to nurture. To um, yeah, to keep inspiring. You know, women love. All that support stuff, you know, that mentoring. You know, so, um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah, you know, we get the squeal over here. He said, We love the fluffy stuff. Um, Jack, yeah, um, I, I don't know. <laughs> Okay, Elizabeth agrees with you that we love the fluffy stuff. So Jack is now going yes. in for it. He's now going for gold. He says that anyway, women don't even like other women. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. agree, Elizabeth? Women don't uh, like other women. We like the fluffy stuff. Um. Ah. <laughs> okay. Well, um, Christina says. Christina like. says Dutch stint. Uh, in German, it means that's true. Um, oh, okay. okay. Well, I don't know what to say, but I'll just say that um, not all women like don't like the other women. So, um, but I, I think we just need to come around ourselves and support each other. Like this is not like a feminist movement, like most people think about it. I think that you know what, for instance, a common saying like, okay, what a man can do, a woman can do better. Well, I, in my own opinion, this is what I see. Like, what a, what a man can do, he does it best. What a woman can do, she does it best. So I think we just need to fill our space. I really don't believe in fighting for the rights of women because I feel that, okay, we just need to occupy the space. Like, we just need to do what we have to do. You know, so that that's why my um, passion is to empower because that's the that's the like uh, that's the work to empower women, to equip them, to enable them. That's really the um, the issue. For instance, you uh, you don't you have women that don't have the necessary skills to take up positions in um, at the workplace. That that's why I was like, okay, I want to talk about uh, um, the future of women. You know, really dependent on their the future of women at the workplace, dependent on their tech skills. Tech is very, very important because today you have women are like faced with a lot of uh, challenges. You have the home um, issues to attend to. You have um, work because women today work and they attend to family issues. So technology is about automation. So if you understand how technology can help you to do automate things to work smarter, to work more efficiently, to work, you know, yeah. A woman with just a mobile phone and an internet 
um, enabled mobile phone can operate a business just in a house without moving around. You know, that's just how interesting technology is. Are you really there? Yeah. And you know what, Elizabeth? I I was just listening very, very carefully, you know, um, because I'm also seeing what they're writing in the chat. And what I really like that you have said is sometimes a lot of our women organizations, because that is our focus area or that is our niche, we are all thrown in the same basket as people who have other ideologies or, you know, other visions. And I like that okay. you said not every woman organization is a feminist women's organization. Not every woman's organization yes. says what a woman can do better, what a man can do, a woman can do better. I don't know. Yes. Because sometimes I also agree with you that, okay, so we want to empower women and girls, which I okay. also am okay. an advocate for, but I don't want to okay. oppress the other, you know, our male counterparts. Because that means that okay. we will still not achieve planet 50-50 because now we empower all the girls and then we, another 50 years <laughs> we take empowering the boys. You know what I mean? So what are we doing? Are we building healthy communities? Because at the end of the day is we also need our male counterparts. They are the ones who also need to be educated as well, you know, to stop, you know, harmful practices or to also learn to see also the women as equal counterparts, as partners, you know, as capable. So if you tell them I can do better, you know, if you tell them that I can do better, then you see you become a threat to them because you're saying I'm coming Mm. in the workspace, I'm coming in government, Mm. and I'm here to show you that I can do better. So what message are you Mm. giving there? (laughs) I'm coming to take a job, I'm coming to kick you out. You're not coming there, you know, saying that we can work together. You know, let's see, you know, you know, you know, you know, in Kenya, we say company, company, you know, competition is competition, clean. (laughs) So I I like that approach. And um, I mean, um, Christina is saying that, okay, Christina, Christina is saying that, okay, so are you not going to talk about women hating on each other? (laughs) But we touched on it because we said that. She said, she touched on it. She said that not all women, that was the answer. And, and that's the yeah. thing. Even men hate on other men. You see men who are also mm-hmm. jealous of other men. But I think we're not going to focus mm-hmm. too much on that because, yes, it happens. Not everybody. Yeah. I think that's the answer. Yeah. But I think also not a little everybody. bit answered about her approach to that when you were saying, when, when you all asked about, um, you know, women supporting each other and all that, because I can see what they're writing. Okay. Um, she said that it's important to focus on economic empowerment. But my question now mm. for you, Elizabeth, is, is it okay. possible to isolate economic empowerment without touching on the social, political, you know? Is it possible? Mm. And I'm talking from an African context okay. because it's very without different. Without social, so political. Exactly. Okay. Because I don't know about Nigeria, okay. but, you know, like That's in Kenya. That's government, the right? That's May, the government. Yes, the government also needs to okay, sponsor certain things, create space, you know, uh, you know, embrace this as a good thing for schools. They're the ones who control yeah. the education system. You know what I mean? Because in here, you, in Europe, yeah. it's very different. Yeah. Education is free. Yeah. So even our perks yeah. would not work here because they're like, well, okay. I don't really, I'm going for free. I can study whatever, <laughs> you know. So it's a very <laughs> different environment. And I, I'm just asking, is it, are we, is it okay. possible to isolate you know, the three areas from an African um, context. 
Okay, from an African context. For instance, yeah. let me say I'm aware of uh, Nigeria. Uh, Nigeria uh, recently passed a bill to encourage girl-child education. You know, then um, even in the northern part of Nigeria now, that's, um, mm-hmm. um, we all know what happens there. Now mm-hmm. you have a lot of people starting like code boot camps, accounting, you know, um, in these areas. So like things are like evolving. Everybody is embracing, like um, seeing the need to educate the girl child. Mm-hmm. You know, then stopping the early girl marriage and all that. So things are evolving and government is seeing the need for that. So it's a very like good time um, to um, 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 like work together to, you know, get more girls, um, you know, actively studying. You know, yeah. So, um, yeah. 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 So the government is also the like in the forefront. Yeah. Yeah, it's also yes. in the forefront yes. saying we are for this. So the people now are also responding in kind and saying now we are also for yes. this. Yeah. 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 Um, go ahead. <laughs> I don't get your question, Maria. Um, oh, <laughs> okay. Um, is this, uh, yeah, they're asking, is your organization a social enterprise or is it, um, what do you mean? A social enterprise or, okay, we'll just put it that way because I don't, the or question NGO. Is, or, is that was the question? Or an no, NGO? she didn't say it's an NGO, no, she just okay, said, or, okay. or just a corporate, you know, but that's oh, okay. again, what, okay, what that's yeah. or just a business, I think again. she means, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a social enterprise. So um, a social enterprise means that okay, when you make money, you you it's for impact. It's not like a business. You're running a business, you know. So it's it's uh, yeah, that's the model. That's the model. Yeah, yeah it's a social I enterprise. Yeah, yeah, it's more like you're doing something. You know, your vision is strongly linked to the community development. And yeah, yes, social you know, yeah. yeah, and and you could you encourage income generation because I mean people have to pay bills, so we need to sustain. We, yeah, we need to sustain the enterprise. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's the approach. Yeah. So, but it's yeah. not solely for making money. We're not organizing trainings for girls or women to make. That's not the primary focus. Not to make money. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's the first is the impact. The social the impact, yeah. Oh, yeah, your first goal is the social impact, yeah? And yes. then your second yes. goal is the money, yeah. So money yes. is secondary. Yes. It's not the primary yes. goal. Yeah. Not the primary and, goal. Yeah. And, and I think this is, I mean, a lot of times, you know, I think there's a kind of a misinterpretation of, you know, social entrepreneurship okay. and, you know, social enterprises compared to just regular yeah. businesses. Yeah. But... Yeah. But I think that's a very clear way, simple way to put it. Um, Is that good enough for you, Maria? (laughs) Okay, that's good. (laughs) Elizabeth, tell us, you are featured in a very interesting magazine. Tell us about that. How was the journey like? How did you get there? (laughs) (laughs) What magazine? Um, I just wanted, is it the, the Women in Tech Africa? Yes, that one. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was something I did for girls. That was Girls International Day. 
um, that was like the early start of the of the Tech Four because Tech Four actually started after my um, I was at Microsoft Academy, um, so th- we, we, um, we were we were studying the, the cloud computing. Yeah, so uh, um, so after then, um, yeah, we just we just I just thought okay um, to organize something for the girls. Um, so I think I posted it online. Uh, and, um, is this the one, um, the Computer Genie Digitally Empowering Women Across Africa? Is that the one you're talking about okay, right now? Okay, that was Nigerian Tribune. Yeah, that, that's the newspaper. Okay, yeah, that, that, was, that was the one I did for the, um, the Digital Business Academy for Women, where we have six countries, uh, women from six countries um, currently yeah, studying. Uh, yeah, I think that that was, that was the one. Um, it was uh, it was posted on um, opportunities for Africans, and yeah. from there, yeah, the the newspaper guys saw it and they were like, "Wow, you know, this is quite interesting." And they thought that okay, they wanted like profile me on their platform. So, yeah. <laughs> did they call you a genius? They called you a genius, yeah, right? Yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah, because like, I was like, you know, okay, so, now. Was, it was very interesting to them. Like, okay, in like, like, um, it's um, how do I would say that? Even would say like, they were just very interested. Like, it was something very new. Like, they were like, wow, um, girls, technology, it's just something very, like, different and very new. You know, so like. It was something very interesting for them to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so you're the new genius in Nigeria. You're the woman rocking <laughs> Nigeria. <laughs> Nigeria, y'all, is a big country, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so she managed to, you know, swim out of the crowd. It's not. It's a big crowd to, you know, swim out of. So, yeah. you know, congratulations yeah. on yeah. that. I mean, uh, we want to commend you for your good work, and it's really a pleasure Thank talking you. to you. Yeah, what do you think should Thank be you. the way forward, um, you know, for okay. other countries? This is a global challenge. It's not just an African challenge, yeah. actually. Really, yeah. guys. Yeah. I mean, here in Denmark, yeah. the numbers are also quite low, and Den- Denmark is quite liberal. Okay. You know, their opportunities, university education is free. So there's really no obstacle to people going to study tech. But they're very few numbers. You know, as for last year, I had a very, I have a a friend of mine who was part of an organization called Kodhar, which she she set up, she was a co-founder. And she told me that, you know, in some of her classes in Denmark, in Scandinavia, she was the only woman. You know, mm. and just I think this week or last week she attended a conference or an event and she, she said there were 15 guys and three girls. So, you know, the numbers, uh, the numbers are not there is, is real. <laughs> so we're not just, you know, talking just to talk because we like to run our mouth. Um, no, we're not doing that. Uh, we need more women in STEM. And, and I like what, um, what she said that the future is STEM. You know, um, and we need to be able to shape our future. We need to be able to determine our future as women. And to do that, knowing that the future is STEM, that the future is innovation, that we need to be able to be part of that. And we are also consumers of products that are designed using technology. And we are the consumers, you know, of this product. So why don't we also play a role in designing them? 
or, you know, um, even just creating them, you know, building them ourselves. You know what I mean? So um, I think that that's what um, Elizabeth is trying to tell us, that you can't isolate yourself when you're a benefactor of, um, of the science, of the technology, you know, so we might as well get on board. And, you know, Elizabeth, my take is you don't have to be in STEM yourself because before you joined, I, I played a clip from the TEDx, like I said, and she was talking okay. more about the role of teachers and the role of the community. Yeah. Because sometimes, let's face it, yeah. we all have different talents. Yeah. You know, I could be the master yeah. chef, so that's just my gift, you know. But if I have a child who I can see has, has a very strong interest in STEM and, you know, is very good in mm. tech, then I think I have a role to play there, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. So anyway, y'all, I think um, we're going to start to head out. Elizabeth, can, can you hear us? Yes, I can. I can hear you. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, a little bit? Um, I can hear you. Okay, you can hear me. Yeah. Um, before we yeah. head out, we are slowly, you know, walking towards the door. <laughs> Is there anything okay. you want to leave us with? Um, any, any okay. you know, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just want to say that... Um, I realized that um, girls actually use technology, but for something else. Yeah, the the girls like the social. <laughs> yeah, you like to chat on it. <laughs> you like to upload pictures. You're making me remember something yeah. in the workshop but, I did, where the when it comes said, to stuff, you know, the girls are out of the door like they're like no. <laughs> That's yeah. It. Okay, so Maria is saying so, for makeup uh, reviews. <laughs> yeah. Now, okay, so like we pointed, yeah. <laughs> the girls need to, they need, okay, this is due to like um, um, conscious awareness, like um, a lot of things we see around revolve mostly around males, so males, they easily see role models to like, um, you know, to inspire them in some other areas, which is, do you get me, like, you know, that's one problem. Then also, I'm just looking at ways this can be coped. So if there can be a conscious awareness, like uh, on learning and relearning the right things, you know. Mm-hmm. Then also, like, early exposure to tech is very important. For instance, as a girl, I, did, I, was, so, I was so scared of touching the computer when I was, uh, I was, you know, um, I was, was it 13? Yeah. I, I, I'd never seen one, you know. But if it was a guy, I'm sure they've seen, like, a computer, you know, worked with it, with their friends and all that, you know. So that's, mm-hmm. that's what I'm looking at, like. That's yeah. really if important. That's point. Tech, very important. Very important, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then on and relearning the right things, you know, then having role models is very important. The teachers are like role models as well. Then even the social enterprises like, you know, Tech for Her, like uh, GWSE, they are like role models. They, they are like role models. There has to be a conscious, you know, re- on learning and learn and um, relearning. <laughs> you know, so that's yeah. what I think. Yeah. 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 For instance, and, and what's let's say the key. Mm-hmm. For instance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's say yeah. let's say the storybooks you read you read maybe at um, maybe nursery school as like uh, 
maybe a, a techie story or something STEM, STEM related story to kind of connect to girls you know that's mm-hmm. like an early way to reach out to the girls like some storybooks for girls maybe pink <laughs> you know something you know pink and interesting you really you know what she's so, saying is yeah, so true you can't run uh, away from the pink it, it's so <laughs> difficult yeah, you know, you come with other colors. You know, we did this, it was an experiment we did with some girls, and we said, pick whatever you want, and the guys pick whatever. All the girls pick pink. Okay. So you yeah. have to accommodate that. <laughs> Even if you call it a yes. stereotype, yes. and you call yes. it reinforcing yes. certain yes. behaviors. Yes. You know, don't alienate yes. them. Yeah, I get you. So, yes. yeah, you are so The girls important. need to see the brand, the girl brand around, so they need to feel that. So, um so they become a part of it hello yeah yeah we can hear yeah they need to see the girl brand so they become a part of it yeah (laughs) pink is a strong message man pink pink i don't see pink going anywhere maybe in a maybe after 2030 (laughs) we might move to green more fresh (laughs) with the fresh food movement (laughs) but you know that's why we put um if we added the art you know because yeah. the girls were, yeah. you know, their interests were in a certain way. So we, we were actually, tr- we were we, we are now looking at their interests as well and incorporating yeah. the science yeah. in that. Because a lot yeah. of things girls do is actually quite scientific. You know, there's a lot of science in it. But, you know, but um, they just don't know it. So, you know, you can incorporate science in everything, in cooking, you know, you can throw in a few, a bit of chemistry there, you know, when they're making, doing their nails, you know, you can, you, everything they're doing, you know, you can throw in a little bit of science in there. Music, of course, drama, poetry, you know, so you can, you can find ways to incorporate the sciences in their activities. Yeah, it is difficult sometimes. Yes, it is difficult because again, like she said, there's that social conditioning, um, and also, it's something very new. Yeah, it's something very new. So it's also difficult, you know, for a lot of um, the girls to embrace the sciences sometimes. Yeah. And also at home, sometimes they're told that that is not for girls. You know, why don't you take class that is easier? Why don't you take, uh, why don't you do things that are more girly? So there are also those um, obstacles. There are also those barriers. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Elizabeth. Yeah, she is amazing. Yes, I know, right? It's she's been real about it. <laughs> yeah, she has been very real about it. Yeah, that's real talk. You know, I think those are the helpful conversations. You know, when um, when we we are um, we are real about it, we talk about the situation as it is. We call a spade a spade, and um, yeah, we call a spade a spade. You know what I mean? And we don't, you know, we, that way I think we're able to find more realistic, more practical solutions. That's just my two cents on that. Yeah. I know. She was awesome, right? Yeah. Well, you all need to go and, um, you know, you know, check out some of her work. Uh, tech for her. Yes, Tech for her. Um, you can also, you know, check out some of her work at inspiriousoft.com. Um, you know, she also worked for the Commonwealth Initiative, for Greed Foundation. So she's a busy girl <laughs> doing a lot of stuff. 
Um, yeah, but check out the tech for her. Yes, also see whether you could get some best practices or support, you know, their work and their initiative. Yeah. The young girls, um, you can check out their STEAM Diva project. Um, yes, STEAM Diva is called, yeah, STEAM Diva. Yeah, yes. So I think you all, we want to thank Elizabeth, and then we will head out of here. Elizabeth? Thank you. Hello, Elizabeth. <laughs> Hi. It's been an honor and a pleasure having Aww. you on the show. Thank you. Absolute honor. We had so much fun. You're so amazing. Aww. And when you were, you know, Thank I know you, you dropped off a little bit there, but, um, you know, they were saying that you are so real. You keep it real. And I was just saying, well, wow. how else can we find real solutions if we're, if we're not real Thank about you. it? Yeah. So any yeah. last yeah. words before we head out of here? From our side, we wish you all the best. You are always welcome to Thank come you. back anytime, okay. um, and we can okay. talk about some other topics. We can talk about, you know, anything okay. you want to talk about with your amazing okay. work. Yeah, it's quite broad, okay. so I'm sure we can have shows for another 10 years. <laughs> so <Right>. um, <laughs> you're welcome to come anytime, and we have mud love for you okay. here from here, Denmark, and from all our listeners here okay. in Canada. Um, we love you, and we love your work. <laughs> Any last words? And then we will head out. Um, um, I just wanted to ask how you got me like on online when you messaged me. Where did you see uh, my story? Was it on Twitter? No, yeah, we just. Um, I think I just saw um, tech up uh, something about Nigeria theme or something. Okay. I just saw it, okay. but what caught my attention is okay. the theme, the S T double O M. Okay. Yeah, okay. and I yeah. said, I want to know more about this. And you know, what I have learned in okay. my experience, Elizabeth, is theory is very different okay. from practical. You know, you can say, I'm yeah. going to change the world yeah. in one day. And then you realize I'll it takes a century to change yeah. the world, you know. <laughs> on paper, yeah. it looks very pretty. <laughs> and on practice, yeah. it's another whole, yeah. you know, story. That's why we wanted to get yeah. you on the show to share with us about, okay. you know, Team, talk about your work, and um, yeah. we also have you know, um, you know, STEM clubs in Kenya. So, of course, Thank it's always you. good to share um, different ideas and see what we can get okay. from each other. And who knows, okay. we might even meet one day somewhere in Africa, yeah, maybe in Mali, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, or in Ghana. I don't know, you know, the Mali. world is becoming a village, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, that's why we love right. internet. And uh, big shout out to Blog yeah, Talk for giving internet, us the platform yeah. and, of course, Twitter. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> if so it wasn't nice. for you all, we'd yeah, not so meet happy. all the amazing it's people. Encouraging. Thank you. It's What's encouraging. That? You know, having. I said it's encouraging. You know, having the, um, this platform to talk about. You know what we just did. It's very encouraging, yeah. and I'm so happy about it. Yeah. Yeah, Thank and you're you. always shout out to Faith. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, shout out to you, Faith. I said, shout out to you, Faith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out to all of us in, in Lagos, Nigeria. You need to, uh, maybe you're not what, hearing us, but like, <laughs> you can hear me. Shout out from Lagos, yeah. Nigeria. Big up to Allah, Nigeria, yeah. out there. Doing the work, getting our girls you yeah. know, up there. So we love you all and keep going, Elizabeth. We had so love much fun. Too. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And um, you know, hit us up, drop us an okay. email anytime you want to come back. Okay. The rest okay. of you all, okay. you know how we do. We would love to hang out with you all forever, but we can't do that. We gotta go Bye. now. Go and chase the world, everybody. Bye. I'll be a better man today. I'll be a better man today.